0: And joining me on this episode is explicit. Say hi. Excuse. How you
1: doing, y'all? Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I was contemplating about the weed I'm about to smoke. Oh my god. Yes. Because you got some new shit today.
0: Yes. Today, oh my god. We are smoking <coughs> 64 Sunrise. That's what it's called.
1: I'm gonna call it No Clue.
0: Uh yeah, it'll probably be called No Clue, but yeah.
1: Because I have no clue what the fuck is. Now,
0: on. I do wanna give up. Apology to our listeners, because I know that for the past two weeks, you guys have probably been wondering, where is Witchy Weed Podcast? Where the
1: fuck have you guys been?
0: They fucking ghosted us. Oh, God. No, we apologize. We've had some personal issues that we've had to take care of. So we are back, as you see, this is a a new episode, and to try to make up for it, this week we will be releasing two two episodes. Today's episode is on dark tourism, yep. as we promised on the last one. <laughs> little delayed, better late than never. Yeah. And our next episode will be destinations in America that you want to avoid. At all costs. At all costs. Yep. So, like, uh, I know that in that episode we'll be mentioning the Crossroads, the Clinton Road, the Clinton Road, the Goldman's, Goldman's Bridge. Bridge. There's yep. plenty of different locations that, uh, for one reason or another, you just want to steer clear of and we'll tell you what they are and why but that's for next week on today's episode we're going to be discussing dark tourism so explicit have you ever heard of dark tourism
1: mm, got like a, a brief knowledge about it it's like traveling to places that's just like so fuck shit happened, basically right basically okay
0: we'll explain that all in detail but right now You know what time it is?
1: Oh my god!
0: It's time to get lit. So smoke what you got. We got a nice little cone here of sixty-four sunrise. Oh god! Are you ready for this explicit? No. Uh, well, you're gonna be. (laughs) This is this is non-negotiable. This is non-negotiable. Fucking rule! rule. You gotta do it, boy. You know that to be on this show, you gotta smoke.
1: Oh
0: man! (laughs) Let's try this out.
1: Jesus Christ, I couldn't... Oh. This has got to be probably one of the most interesting topics we brought to the table so far. I mean, like, right, so... Oh, my God, I think she's coming I'm going to fucking Sorry. Hey,
0: motherfucker! Damn! Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, no, that's it. Your turn. Oh, yo, man. Yeah,
0: this is, uh... That's that good, good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he is coughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like little bubbles popping. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, damn, he gonna barf on damn shit me,
1: God damn it.
0: Guess it's my turn again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, there's definitely got to be one of the most interesting topics we brought to the table when it comes to creepy bullshit. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, because... Let's face it. How many people a year go on vacation somewhere mm-hmm. and most people end up going to the same places? Oh, we're going to visit the Statue of Liberty. We're going to visit the Golden Gate Bridge. We're going to visit... You know, the same old shit.
1: Yeah. And there's not the one guy like, hey, let's go visit the, house, the, the fucking building where Jeffrey Dahmer was. At.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's what dark tourism is. So, here's the gist of it, and I'll pass the cone over oh to you. My God. Dark tourism is basically it's a type of tourism that has received increasing attention in recent years. TV shows such as Chernobyl and the Dark Tourist have introduced oh. the concept of dark tourism to the minds of motives of many tourists around the world. But what is dark tourism, you ask? Let me put out this ash and I'll tell (coughs) ya. So, is dark tourism ethical? How can you be a good dark tourist? That's what we wanna know. So, dark tourism, also known as black tourism, fanotourism, or even grief tourism, is tourism that is associated with death or tragedy.
1: Mm.
0: Good, good shit. Okay. So, the act of dark tourism is somewhat controversial with some viewing it as an act of respect and others as unethical practice.
1: Right.
0: Popular dark tourism attractions include Auschwitz,
1: Chernobyl, and Ground Zero. I mean, Chernobyl is... I recommend not going into to, to a tutorial. Chernobyl, if you're looking to... It to is a walking, health issue. There's radiation. Airplane is still like that Still.
0: I know that I recently uh, saw a TV show on Netflix called Dark Tourist or Dark Tourism. I forgot Mm. exactly what it's called. It's one of those two. You guys can look it up. Mm. Um, This guy will pinpoint different locations around the world that you can go for dark tourism. And he visits Chernobyl. And the crazy thing about it is that they were taking with them these like, devices that could read the the radiation in the air
1: they're kind of similar yeah like a rattle
0: like a rattle kind of thing as it's reading but he they took it with them and crazy enough that even as far away as like they would be allowed to be it was already like i think it was like 10 or 20 times the allowed radiation that you're supposed to be able to take um, and even
1: so, that's still unhealthy. It could cause exactly.
0: And that's what, like, even some of the people that had gone on the, um...
1: Uh... <coughs> Excuse me. You know, there's some people that go in there and come out with some sort of mutations from what I know, and they're not, like, mutations that, like, oh, oh my god, I'm about to grow fucking claws out of my arm, like, over. no. It's mutations, it some sort things. of... Yeah, it can be mutations, some sort of, I don't know, where you just stop and start growing like a second finger, or... Uh, or you develop total. cancer. Yeah, or, or cancer. you cancer.
0: Know, I mean, it could be so many different things. And that's what one of the people that was visiting uh, on the show, <coughs> they were standing so far away from it and were seeing the levels of radiation that they that they were subjected to. And they were started questioning, is this even okay. safe? Should we be out of the bus right now? You know what? I'm going back on the bus. Yeah. And I couldn't agree with them more. I was like, hell no. At the levels that they were experiencing while they were, like I said... There's uh, the entire area is blocked off and you're not allowed in there because of the levels of radiation being so dangerously high. Mm-hmm. They were very far away from that barrier and they were still subjected to ridiculously high amounts of radiation. So, I mean, is that type of trip to like Chernobyl worth it? I I would say No. Not I sure. understand that dark tourism is yeah, a good thing. Intense, but... Yeah. But you know what? If if you're into dark tourism, there's a lot of different spots you could go to that aren't going to endanger your life. Yeah. Just saying. So let's continue on and we'll find out what some of those are. But in the meantime, uh, dark tourism started to gain academic attention actually in the early 90s. Oh, damn. But it is only recently that it has sparked the interest of the media and the general public. My so it's been kind of like a dark secret for decades. Yeah. And now is that it's being brought,
1: brought to light
0: attention? and everybody's <coughs> finding out about it oh, God damn! in early definition defined by actually John Lennon. Oh, shit. He defined dark tourism as the representation of inhuman acts and how these are interpreted for visitors. So in a more recent publication, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Fox Gotham, defines dark tourism as the circulation of people to places characterized by distress, atrocity, or sadness and pain. As a more specific component of dark tourism, disaster tourism denotes situations where the tourism product is generated within and from the aftermath of a major disaster or traumatic event. Mm. So basically, what they're doing is Mm -hmm. they're finding locations that have endured some kind of traumatic event, and monetizing that. So basically any place that has a deep, dark secret that was brought to light at some point and um, was full of distress, agony, pain, death, anything of the sort, is going to be a top spot for dark tourists. Uh, Dark tourism includes many different dark activities. This could range from visiting in attractions such as the London Dungeons mm. where people are seen laughing and joking. Did you know that it actually finishes with a height-restricted ride that imitates people being hung? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Seriously. Hey, you know, everybody gets their kicks a different way. You, yeah, if if, if, if you fit the height requirements and you want to imitate being hung, there's your place to go. Um, but tourists also race to the scenes of disasters to provide help and relief. Oh, those are two different spectrums to the dark tourism. One is to enjoy on the misery and pain and one is to help the misery and pain. So different, but on one end of the spectrum, the darkest end, the end that we're more interested in. (laughs) Yeah. Not that we're not good people to donate and help out, but this is after all, a twisted podcast and we're only going to look at the dark end of it but um there are extreme and serious dark tourism activities these are activities which often involve an educational element such as learning about a nuclear disaster or a shipwreck and activities on this end of the scale could be associated with an authentic experience where like the tourists visit an actual historical site or speak with people who were involved And examples of this include, like, visiting the Berlin Wall Mm. or the Killing Fields in Cambodia. You know, those are other areas that dark tourists like to hit a lot. Um, So, on the other end of the spectrum, activities actually tend to be more of a commercial nature. So, like, there's a Jack the Ripper-themed funfair ride. Mm. Or there's actually, like, a play based around the Black Plague um, that effectively romanticized versions of dark events or times, you know, uh, the intention is for the tourists to have fun and enjoy themselves rather than to be educated about that historical reference. So you see, so basically what they're saying is there's two sides to it of dark tourism. In that sense, you could either be going to go and maybe take a tour of the location, hear speakers about it, learn more about what happened at that location. Mm -hmm. Or, you could be going to places that make fun out of it. Might have rides, might have games, challenges, stores, whatever. There's the two different you know, sides to dark tourism there. Um, but, does not mean that you can only do one or the other? I mean, people do as they like. Right. But, the question is, why is dark tourism now so popular? Why is it that people are choosing... To visit places of death and tragedy. What is it that attracts people to sorrow? You know? Well, I guess for many, it's purely the possibility of being able to emotionally absorb yourself in that place of tragedy. It's important for people to engage and immerse themselves in past history. And by visiting dark tourism sites, we're able to give ourselves time to reflect on that location's history.
1: You know, it kind of just almost speaks the same terms as most um, true events, movies, some sort of... You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's trying to give you the feeling of what actually occurred, and the location is just obviously not their person. Therefore, like, give give the country for an example. We all know that's an actual event that happened. Yes. I- including with every single fucking movie involving the, uh, the fucking Warrens, Right? But... You're put in that spectrum or that, like, point of view where you're just experiencing firsthand what actually supposedly, well, not supposedly, what technically did happen in in real life. Yeah. Like, this shit was real. I know that most movies they twist it in a way where it actually makes it seem more entertaining, but in some sort of senses, it does give you the feeling of, yo, this shit actually just happened.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's movies about titanic exactly but there's movies about um you know alcatraz and movies yeah. about ground zero and and nine eleven, 11 and you just stuff. And...
1: about the last movie of the conjuring you remember which one that was
0: the last movie of the conjuring the devil yeah. made me do it
1: exactly now did you know that that was actually true to be proven the fact that that was the first the first um like, time in history where, the, the, like, the guy pleaded guilty of, of possession.
0: Yeah. And uh, he did not win the case. He did case. not win the case, but it but was But that's a hard ever- thing to prove, though, because like. a lot of people won't believe that th- things like that could happen. But, yep. yeah, that was an actual case. A lot of these movies are based on actual cases. And it happens, like you said, with dark tourism stories and sites. So the thing
1: is that... When it came to that case specifically, it's not that they just don't believe it, it just seems unethical, because I could kill someone right now and say I just got possessed.
0: And how can you prove it?
1: Exactly. It's completely unethical, so therefore they'll just see it as an act of murder.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: No. going back to the topic of the actual dark tourism, so the only comparisons I could give is just the feeling of the environment that you're on. The, the the story behind it, the, the like the emotions, uh, all all these things just come rushing towards you the minute you step onto that ground. I know, damn yep. well, I would feel more than terrified to even step on the on the foot of the building in which Jeffrey Dahmer did all this shit.
0: Well, the building has since been. I know redempted. it's been it's been it's, 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 like it's that's it torn down, it's torn, it's down. torn down. It's no but no say it there. wasn't
1: torn down. Could you actually picture? Can you imagine one? if they
0: would have actually kept it and you could have gone into his apartment? I mean, I'm sorry to sound sick and twisted, but we all know that I am. But I would actually would have liked to have gone in there. I wouldn't. I would have. To see where somebody as twisted as Jeffrey Dahmer, what he called home and what he, you know, I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't have left like dead body parts or nothing in there, but just to have seen what his home looked like on the inside, where he felt is most safest and where his victims <clears throat> were at their weakest. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's interesting. It, it To me, at least it is. Mm-hmm.
1: That but is interesting. I, I did,
0: watch. I did confirm the show that I was talking about on Netflix in case any of the people wanted to uh, watch it. It is called the dark tourist and it's about journalist, David Ferrier he focuses on dark tourism and uh, tourist behavior towards popular dark tourism sites that are historically associated with death or tragedy. And like I said, in each episode, he travels to a different uh, <clears throat> a different dark tourism destination. And some of these sites, uh, I've added to my bucket list, so I'm not going to oh, lie. God, and if you're interested in learning about more of the dark tourism's, I mean, it's a great show to watch. He makes it very interesting. He asks a lot of interesting questions.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, I guess it's the journalism
1: in him. Uh but But I me, mean, but that's what most journalists do on top of that. They they ask so many questions because questions need to be answered. Of course. So
0: they say that there's basically seven main types of dark tourism sites.
1: Right now, at the moment?
0: Like seven type of, of, of
1: oh, so types of places to visit. Not
0: not seven spots. Okay. There's seven types of spots.
1: How many spots do you think there is?
0: Oh. <laughs> There's 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 a shitload. That <laughs> much I could say. Think of all yeah. the places that tragic things have happened in.
1: You know, I know they destroyed Dahmer's house, but what about Richard Ramirez? Did um.
0: Well, remember place? he was more of like a transient, so he really didn't have a place where he so, took victims to.
1: Yeah, but don't.
0: One is he one, went one, to, to just their think houses. Of
1: how does someone like him, or like where he's at, so the same with Dahmer is except that Dahmer actually did the shit in his house, but you would like to see how his house would be what was his haven basically Because house is considered to be your paradise your haven your safe yeah. place mm-hmm. so what is rich Ramirez's true safe place
0: i mean if you look at it that way you would think of all the serial killers and what did their homes look like yeah. <clears throat> i mean what did john wayne gacy's house look like obviously if he if he was able to have marriages his house looked damn normal yeah. you know so it's 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 it just shows you that you never know who's who. You yeah. can't base it based on how their appearance is because, yeah. although with Richard Ramirez, his physical appearance said it all. That I mean, whether he was a, a serial killer or not, he looked like a creep. I I would have steered clear of him. Mm. I mean, look at Charles Manson. Would you have actually been like, hey buddy, let's be friends, let's go, go have a beer? Yeah. You know, I mean, he looked crazy already. What I would I, again, who to say
1: that he was not himself? I
0: don't know question. I guess you'll have to find out. Dun dun dun
1: <laughs> I can just imagine the fucking the dramatic music coming
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck's sake.
0: And then we're those like <laughs> type of Fuck laugh. Sake, yeah.
1: <laughs> Comes in with a knife like fucking ghost for you.
0: <laughs> And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm 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 stabbing you and the fake blood starts to pour out and yeah fuck's
1: sake and then I'm gonna like, get up like oh okay. Good scene. Good scene. Good, sh- good shit. All right,
0: that was cool. That was
1: good. <laughs> good shit. Fist bump. Let's go.
0: <laughs> so, all right. So, back to the seven types of dark tourism sites. Oh, man. <clears throat> First one is what they call dark fun factories. Yeah.
1: You know, I know this is so something so off topic, but I have my eyes held to the point where I'm okay. just, like, literally looking every single moment I get at your damn Rubik's Cube earrings.
0: <laughs>
1: She's got these Rubik's Cube earrings. And... Can they actually move?
0: Yeah. You could actually. Bullshit. I just don't want to mess them up. Okay.
1: I want to keep them
0: nice, but, I mean, I could, like, let me, I'm literally taking them off, guys, to show him that they actually do move.
1: Oh, they actually shuffle. Get the fuck out of here.
0: (laughs) I just don't want to mess it up. Right. I think they look cute, complete like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got them. I went to um, Pride Fest Cape Coral this weekend. Mm. and um awesome time, awesome environment, awesome vibe, awesome music next month i'm I'm headed off to uh Pride fest in Miami beach
1: mm. I hope there was like some i heard there was some like complications to this specific one, but everything was i mean situated, well, right?
0: not really complications just uh there were protesters you right. know uh basically calling you know the attendees of of, of Pride fest uh abominations and telling us that we were gonna burn in hell and the world has destroyed us type of you know bs but yeah. it was handled the cops were able to push them back um
1: and there was someone who came in there if i believe and everyone was just like admiring and shit
0: oh actually one of our listeners big will
1: Oh shit, was it really him? Yeah. So it was him.
0: It was him. It was him. He basically came to our rescue in a sense and uh stood up to the protesters uh you know, spoke very well of the gay community and you know, he was obviously appreciated for that. Yeah. And he got into it. He was like, how could anybody talk down about this when it's such a great vibe? It's just yeah. it's acceptance and love and no judgment and and everybody's just enjoying themselves it's 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 a crazy vibe i can't wait till next month but off topic (laughs) so um like i was saying the first type is dark fun fun factories
1: will you stop (laughs) it trips me out
0: dark fun factories (laughs) so fun factories are basically essentially their play centers uh, uh While these are usually associated with children, they can also be aimed at adults how so? They're, for example, escape rooms which evolve around a dark theme, zombie chases, or theatrical activities that all take place in dark fun factories so like um I believe I could be wrong, but I believe that like if you go to like one of those uh indoor paintball where it's a simulation that they've got like an entire city built around it and you no. got to carry out these missions and shit. That's kind of like dark tourism because you're experiencing what like a raid or some kind of shit would be.
1: Well, so mm-hmm. Milson is what is considered to be an airsoft where you're actually doing a quote-unquote real <clears throat> simulation of what it is to be an actual war.
0: Exactly. And just like um, if you go to, like they said, escape rooms that are maybe... Uh, are revolving around a dark theme. That's considered dark tourism, and I've been wanting to go to an escape room really, really
1: badly. You never been to one? No. I've been to several, and they're actually kind of creepy.
0: You know what I want to go to? One of those rooms where you could break shit.
1: The break rooms.
0: Yeah, I want to release some stress there. Oh man. I'm break all their
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> break all their shit. It gets tiring doing that shit though. Uh, no I've never been to one but I know my 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 dad has been I mean I won't like spoke to overwork
0: me. myself and just be ah, rah, rah. I'll take my time and They'll break the give fuck you, out of everything I think there. they
1: usually give you like an hour to do that shit because there's other people also that aren't, they want to you know, do it
0: too yeah right. uh, so, otherwise So going to be people that yeah, all day
1: <laughs> I think they give you like an hour or three, and the thing is that the more you, shit you break sometimes either can be heavy or you have to hit it so hard to the point where it breaks it takes so much energy. Like, think about holding a, a, um, a, a, like, a like a golf club, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And you
1: want to smash into a window. Some of these windows could be, like, double pane. You know what that yeah, is? Or yeah. Where it's, like, double-sided uh-huh. and shit, and it takes a lot to break it. It takes a lot to break yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Well, then, I wouldn't go for that type of shit. I know they've got, like, vases and, and, and TVs fucking and TVs shit. and shit. But I'd just go for so that type just, of shit.
1: You know, but just, like, T- the it's, it's not just that it's just the movement you're doing. I know the the, yeah. the
0: obviously it's physical, uh, right? You know, movement so right. you're gonna
1: even for like a like sweat. Yeah, like think about think about it like this too. A boxer is, is is also doing active movement, and all he doing is just swinging his arms back and forth and trying to avoid damage. But on top of that, he gets tired easy. You see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it takes a while. For, that's why they do short rounds, because they have to take a long break.
0: And they mentioned zombie chases.
1: Uh, that There's some zombie chases. I don't
0: know if I'd be able to do that, to be honest. No, because you gotta run. That's number one. I gotta run. But I've always said it. If you see me running, run because something's chasing me. So it would fit the bill. Yeah. But not only would I have to run, but knowing my anxiety... I would be freaking the fuck out that there's zombies
1: chasing me. And the thing is Even that, knowing
0: that it's all fake, it would still freak me the fuck
1: no, out. No, I, w- I was in, in a zombie chase type of thing once, and this one was really immersive because it wasn't like The Walking Dead where they just walked towards you and shit. It's but like Rome War z kind of shit. Yeah. No, he's
0: like skating he's bu- walls he's, and <laughs> shit. And they would
1: do sounds and shit, dude. I remember that this time, it was really big. This place was really big, and it was inside like, what looked like. I'm going to say look like, because I don't know if it was bought out, but it looked like an abandoned hospital. And where, yeah, all these zombies or whatnot, quote unquote zombies, they're they're dressed up as like fucking patients or whatnot, and then we got nurses, cops, we have kids. I can't do that. And listen, I can't do. I don't. I don't know if they're kids or they're just like really short people. But I'll tell you one thing: (laughs) these motherfuckers ran, and when they when they they catch you, they grab you and they pull your ass down to the floor they nope. simulate that shit nope. meaning that nope. while i'm literally running my buddy could be slow as hell in the, behind me i look back and all i see is him being dragged on the fucking floor and you're like and
0: bye bro house. love you i miss you and then the
1: other ones just run just <laughs> run towards me i'm like fuck that oh he's done for he's
0: done i'm gone it was nice knowing you bro <laughs> no i can't i can't do that i can't just going into regular haunted houses Creeps me the fuck out. Where I'm hiding behind whoever I'm there with, closing my eyes as I'm walking through, screaming like a little bitch. I mean it. I, you, a zombie chase? Not nah, fuck. No, nah. like I'm these good.
1: fuckers, fucking clowns. I hate fucking clowns. Man. <laughs> the so involved. I'm either running or smacking shit out of me.
0: <laughs> or offering a <you> candy.
1: Don't <laughs> oh, okay. forget, forget that.
0: <laughs> so that those were dark fun factories. So it looks like we would have fun at those. The next type is dark exhibitions. Which, there's a lot of different dark exhibitions throughout the world. Um, there's some in Berlin that are focused on the Holocaust. Uh, there's exhibitions on the ooh, I, Khmer Rouge regime in Cambodia.
1: Mm. Uh
0: Vietnam War?
1: Rahim, by the way.
0: Rahim. Okay. Learn something new. So basically, dark exhibitions, it's a way for tourists to learn about the dark histories or events of a destination in a respectful way. Right. So you're going to be given a respectful tour, and someone's going to basically talk to you and tell you what went on. And how many lives were, you know, massacred or whatever. They're just going to educate you on that location's history.
1: Right.
0: Would be educational, not entertaining. Right. These, this is more if you just, if you want a respectful way of learning about the place. Right. No offense to anybody that would like that. To me, that would be boring very interesting for a couple minutes, but I'm not going to spend a half hour or something listening to some old man tell me about Vietnam War. I could watch a documentary on TV. If I'm going to, to, to go see it, I want to I want to have know, more than if, just a fucking lecture. If it was
1: just that, I would actually prefer to be told by an actual survivor. Exactly. They or got an actual
0: soldier. Or yeah. an actual, yeah. They got you know Somebody that's tied to it, that sounds a lot more interesting than just some Old-ass tour guys listen, giving me
1: another listen, fucking lesson. I'm going to be real with y'all. This is some like deep-level shit right here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Normally, every single veteran that made it back,
0: mm-hmm. they have
1: a story to tell. We just mm. don't ask them. Yeah. And we're not supposed to. Yeah. No. Some of them actually like to be asked these things. Some of them want to be asked these things. because They, they want to share. They want to share. And these people are mostly actual Vietnam soldiers. Mm-hmm. They want to share what they experienced. Now, obviously, we all know that Vietnam soldiers were not given the best credit due to something that happened in the past. Yeah, involving children. However, these are simply things that they've been told to do. So, okay. in other words, it's not that they wanted to; it's that they have to. And it's, it sounds horrible, and it is horrible. But you know, this these are the people that literally fought for us. On on like people that. Put their lives at risk for mm-hmm. everyone here. For so, so we don't have to fight that shit. Oh yeah, we get to live another day because of these fucking these soldiers. So we gotta actually give them the respect that they deserve. In, yeah. You know,
0: and Definitely. actually, you
1: know, I don't condone a lot of shit, but this one I have to condone because they were told to do something. Yep. And you, as a soldier, you have to prove your loyalty to your country. Yeah. So you have to do it.
0: It's basically like you are the property of the of the country and, exactly and you are you receive your orders and you have to comply i mean and, and do the orders. Uh,
1: another thing this is this is very dark so i apologize for those This, uh your discretion advice. but suicide bombers think about it they're told to do these things and they do it they do it
0: i feel bad Discard for those that are promised like what is it like 25 virgins or whatever if they do this yeah, no, you wouldn't get that.
1: <laughs> they well, most of them actually use money for their family. That's why they end up doing it.
0: And that's sad. Yeah. They're willing most of them to are fathers literally, literally blow themselves up to be able to provide for their families yeah. or get their, their twenty five virgins or <laughs> or just in the name of Allah or whatever the hell, you know, they're doing it for. And it's
1: it's fucked up. But it's fucked up. <laughs> now, think about it like that. For you know, for Africans, it's mostly involving children in wars, which is the worst thing you can do. Mm. These are young, these are young kids, man. Yeah. They have a whole future ahead of them. Don't involve anything regarding the war. They don't involve fucking kids. That's first stop.
0: That's the. Uh...
1: Second off. <laughs> Not the fact that robbing them of no,
0: their innocence, man. Yeah,
1: and America is this, There is. It, it's not that they have no issues. Every single soldier or every military system in every country has their own issues. As for us, we, uh, well, I wouldn't say you have to be heartless, you have to cut your emotions to whatever you're doing on the field because it's going to drag you down. And mean, like being around so many people, <coughs> I will have to say, Americans like me as well are the most emotional-driven people. Where our strength literally comes from our emotions, in a sense. Think about boxing, think about your career, think about, you know, it's like all these things are pretty fucking much possible because of the passion or the emotion you feel within you. Yeah. So to just be experiencing death firsthand, or, you know, seeing bullets fly across you for the first time and shit, these emotions rile up. Mm -hmm. thus making you pretty much vulnerable to whatever's yeah. around you so you have to close your heart to everything to it that's yeah. basically it the one that's why when they come back home some of them actually still want to be on the military and they're not allowed to yeah because pretty much they already have been driven themselves to the point where they have developed now 100% disability of PTSD
0: yeah
1: or it does not matter how much perfect of a soldier you can be you cannot be put in the field
0: yep yeah. So going back to the topic,
1: yeah, seriously.
0: (laughs) So that is um, what dark exhibitions is, which, like I said, good way to learn, but wouldn't particularly be my preference. Yeah,
1: it's more like an optional thing for everyone else. You know, if you feel like like listening to some boring ass fucking.
0: (laughs) give a recount i mean i understand you're on that site yeah. and it's interesting that you're on that site and getting the the the, the 411 so but to speak. i would but yeah. i would just i would prefer to learn about it in different ways and just hearing another documentary
1: and if we have to hear another documentary rather be from someone who was actually actually there. a survivor yes Because that's we yeah, agree I, on that. it almost has the same energy as your honor Man, shut the fuck up. You weren't even there to see this shit. You know (laughs) (laughs) know what I
0: mean? Yeah.
1: (coughs) like supposedly killed someone. Your Honor. Man, shut the fuck up. You weren't even there, dog.
0: Okay, so another one is dark dungeons. (coughs) Ah. So many destinations open their historical dungeons for public viewing. Hmm. These may be in their original state or some have been altered for tours. The London Dungeons, for example, have become rather what they call Disney-fied mm. in the way that they encompass live actors and sensory activities and rides throughout the dungeons right. rather than keeping it in its original state.
1: Like, think about the Catacombs of Paris is pretty much a dungeon. Exactly. But That's another one of those,
0: but they've kept it original. Yeah. So you see, there's...
1: There's the only th- thing that they majorly altered is the locate is how they keep track of their locations. That's it. Everything That's else is That's it. But they're, stuff, not they're not, they're not
0: having now actors playing <coughs> parts or anything yes. like that like like the London Dungeons. Like the London does. Dungeons, yeah. They even have rides in there. I I'm mean.
1: Okay, Disneyfy that shit going to hear. Mickey Mouse in a minute.
0: You might as well. It's a dungeon after all.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> well, welcome everyone. Fuck. To the London Dungeons. To the London Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god!
0: Oh, hey, <laughs> you never know, you know. But um, but that's what dark dungeons is. That I, I'm not gonna lie, I I would be intrigued to visit the Paris catacombs. I've
1: been there. You've been there. But you've been there. everywhere, dude. What the no, it's So one place that <laughs> I, not, my dad left in trouble. This is the time of well, well, this is a little personal, guys. But this is the time when my both my parents were separated. You know what I mean? Do you actually know you you know that? Yes, I know. before. So I know. yeah, it's like. Me and him traveled fucking everywhere. Like, the killer comes, the catacombs of Paris is definitely a good part. You know what's the funny part? You only get to be around the 15% of the entire.
0: Well, if, if it's that big, I mean, I, w- I would imagine that they're even scared that you'd get lost in there.
1: That's exactly why. They <laughs> exactly. tell you to stay in the <laughs> path. you stay away from the path, that's your own responsibility. They make, I think they am correct, they make you sign the paper. Holy shit. Saying that... We
0: are under no responsibility if you wander off the path and get lost and yeah. become one of the bones in the catacombs.
1: Yeah. No, the thing <laughs> is that there was some people who were... Dog- I know the story. I actually heard and seen it. But I uh remember these couple of, like, I would say teenagers in a sense because they look like they were 1920-ish, you know? Okay. And, uh like, just young young people. And they went in and they stirred away from the path and they got lost for three days. Oh. And it took a shit ton of people to try to find them, and if I'm correct, a lot of people had issues coming back out.
0: How bad? That's 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 a place that you're not supposed to spend long periods of time in. It's just no, you because know because you... insanity
1: builds up. Exactly. No, it, everyone thinks this is a joke. Insanity does build up in places like that. Yes. There is only so, when you realize that this is not a joke and all those goals are real. Yeah, you just start thinking of the the air around you, how quiet it, it is, and
0: oh, that would just, be
1: creepy. Just how quiet it is. So all you see, walking
0: with a tour is different. You you're surrounded by people. You know, you're hearing the noises of their footsteps, yeah. their voices, everything. Sound, right? huh?
1: You know how kind of like caves like cave sound like where there's like this? Yes, one like black it. noise. That's what it's called. Black noise echo. Just all through around, and all you hear is just the air, your own, your own voice, and the echo, and shit. Oh God! The lights with the pitch black dark, and all you see is pretty much just bones everywhere.
0: No hell no. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the tour guide. I am not straying a- any at all. I'm I'm, go- I'm gonna be like, can I tie myself? Can I get a leash? They've been
1: doing that lately.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously, because hell to the no.
1: <laughs> so yeah, the people who actually <laughs> do these tours, like, I'm correct. They, y'all, they get paid hefty.
0: I would okay. imagine so. It's not a job that just anybody would like. You know, right. we want to hire you to, you know, be a tour guide inside the Paris catacombs. What? Excuse me? Excuse me. No, no, no.
1: Con compañero. Pero yo no trabajo. Vaya a carajo. All right. Nah, man. But going back oh, into the... to fuck this shit, up. out. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Oh yeah, (laughs) diving back into the topic as we stir weight again. Yeah, we
0: keep doing it's that weed, bro. Oh, that's crazy (laughs) shit. So, and I'm not
1: gonna lie, when you light that shit, when you lit that shit up, it looked like a small ass tiki torch.
0: It sure did. Yeah. Um. So that's dark dungeons. So we've agreed that we would,
1: with caution. So okay. I don't. I think some places are actually even just. Banned completely. But oh, you still see people go in there anyway. Of
0: course, because people are idiots. <laughs> yeah. But all right, so the next one is dark resting places, mm. which obviously.
1: Graveyards
0: of some sort. There are some really interesting cemeteries uh, throughout the world. Uh, while visiting a graveyard might not be at the top of every tourist list, mm. uh, understandably, mm, mm. you might be surprised at just how busy these places can actually be. Some famous cemeteries include the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem, the Recoleta Cemetery in Argentina, and Lenin's Mausoleum in Moscow. And did you know that the Taj Mahal is also a dark resting place? No what? The Taj Mahal. Hmm. It's actually a dark resting place. There are uh, bones in there. Oh, shit. So, but if you look at it that way, any resting place, so let's say you want to go and see elvis's resting place or you want to go see where jimi hendrix was buried or you know anything like that you're going to a dark resting place
1: i mean technically speaking when you visit the wall of china you're practically already visiting a resting place there's about almost a billion or a million people who've been buried um, in that wall
0: exactly and it's like going back to like how when we had the salem um episode
1: yeah
0: If you go to the location where the the witches were hung or the cemeteries where the, uh, you know, the, the unknown were buried and everything. I mean, you're visiting a dark resting place, some, a place where tragedy struck. Mm. So these are all dark resting places, which, yeah, I would actually like to visit some of them, especially some of like the celebrity ones. Oh man, I'd love to go to Elvis and, 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 Freddie Mercury, if I could, and you know I mean all the different ones, Jim Morrison, I would love to go to to his gravesite. um i mean it's 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 interesting to just be able to go and pay your respect in person as opposed to <coughs> seeing a picture of it on Google,
1: yeah, you
0: know it's interesting. Would you go to dark resting sites? Probably not no,
1: no, I could only think of one really, which one? This might sound a little stupid. Okay. But you know the guy from Jack Dead Fred.
0: The actor. Yeah. Okay. I think he died. Didn't he? I have no idea.
1: I think he did die. <laughs> I, I would like know, to actually yeah. see his this one because he gave me some good laughs when I was a kid.
0: I used to love that movie. I'm not gonna lie.
1: The thing is, you were you <laughs> of all people were actually hella surprised they even brought it up.
0: Yeah, because that was, if I'm correct, before you were born. Way before. <laughs> So yeah, but I, I got, would be. You
1: know, my parents had me already doing cultured shit uh, since I was young. My mom, you know what? You know what? You want to know what's my first music player? What? A fucking cassette tape player, and uh-huh. I would just hang it on my hip and just use the headphones and shit. Ah. Uh-huh. And have all my mom's like old rock playlist. So yeah, that was yeah. my first fucking venture into basically. I would say the eighties. I know that's probably longer than the eighties, right? No cassette players and shit.
0: Uh, cassettes. Yeah, that was eighties. Yeah, I went as far as like the vinyl records when they first came out. That's no, what yeah. I had a lot of.
1: No, and then I
0: had know. the cassettes, and then I had the CDs, and yeah, then it's I funny, had the yeah. MP3s.
1: For fuck's sake, guys, it's funny <laughs> how I had an actual fucking like a vinyl player. Yeah. I just didn't have the actual vinyl discs to put in. <laughs> but I, I had it
0: to get one you know <coughs> i would like to get a, an old school vinyl player and, and yeah. buy some vinyl records the sound quality is so much better in my opinion yeah but that's just
1: me you know i know i bought one from my parents <coughs> at some point that it, it on top of it also being bluetooth compatible i can actually play vinyl disc perfectly oh. like nothing okay. the volume on it it's pretty damn good and it has this antique look to it so wherever it is wherever it may be that you might put it at it gives this antique look or just classical. Nice. House, that you know? sounds good. It's obviously not going to have like a big ass horn, but, you know.
0: <laughs> so dark resting places, <coughs> you would want to go see Drop Dead Fred, yeah. and I would I I would I would like to see Manny. So that's that's that. Now the next one is dark shrines, which What are those in Japan? Uh it's actually very popular for tourist attractions. And perhaps the most famous being the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. But yes, shrines, like you said, are especially popular in Asian countries.
1: So, um... There is good shrines, such as the fox Spirit, which they believe, called Kitsune. And then there is the, those are dark ones. I don't remember what it was, but I don't even know how to say Japanese. But I know it, it involved told demons. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Because these 12 demons is what supposedly. And we'll it's give. a
0: shrine to these demons? Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to visit that. Thank the you thing, very much. Fuck that shit The thing up.
1: is that <laughs> we, don't, we don't choose whether the shrine stays up or not. Or the, at least the Japanese do not choose whether the shrine stays up or not. shrine's already been there for centuries. So you have to pay. And here's the thing. I get that. No. But why would I want to go visit there? Oh, yeah, you don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm telling mm. you, I don't. <laughs> you can visit it without being harmed. The only time that you... No, but why or, would uh, it... What you're... would
0: interest me about going to a place that's a shrine to 12 demons?
1: There's these... No, thank you. <laughs> no, listen to this shit. Now, most people, I know I'm
0: dark, but not that
1: dark. Well, <laughs> people go to this the to this specific shrine uh, I know because they want to sacrifice something for something else. Now, back then, it was believed that in this, a specific leader of a clan sacrificed his own son. To these twelve demons, in order uh, in order to end poverty to his own land. Jesus. Yeah. His okay. Son yeah. No. Born no. with impurities such as like perhaps a uh, really bad skin complexion or missing eyes or whatnot. Still, oh, um, because he was born
0: not perfect. You're just gonna go ahead and sacrifice him. No,
1: and, no, that's and, what, and, that's, what, what you that's
0: what would happen.
1: That's what would happen because th- th- this happened while the, while his wife was still pregnant. He sacrificed his son, the son of the one that was still pregnant. Like inside her, her
0: womb. Hell no! So, man, no. evidently,
1: when he came born or to life, he already had, the, he started having these quote unquote impurities.
0: No way, man. Enough no, that no. The,
1: fu- the fucking, the leader. Okay, of, so
0: I think it's safe to say that I would not visit dark shrines.
1: Yeah.
0: If this is and like if you do, don't the we way deal. that they are. Yeah. Now,
1: are. <laughs> the, the thing is that th- this is how much. Like what I'm telling you when it comes to shrines, we don't choose what gets to shape or whatnot. This is how much it is. When you you know how there's tomoy gates, right? Those little fucking wooden red gates and shit. Yeah. These are called Tomoy Gates. Now, when you reach to the end of it and you reach a shrine, you have to bow first before entering. As a sign of respect of saying, I am well, I am entering your domain. Like, thank you for having me here. You know?
0: Yeah, no, I'm good. Now, <laughs> once you do
1: that, you spend your time. The Kitsune Shrine is actually really nice, really peaceful. Actually, super, really, really vegetative as well. That's really nice. And when you leave, you also have to bow to the gate or towards the gate, as i'm saying, thank you for having me here and take your leave.
0: Yeah, no, still uh I'm good. on dark shrines. No,
1: that think, not think, that, that time I was talking about a shrine, which is not dark.
0: But still, still, no, I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. There's other things I, I'd rather visit.
1: Uh, the, these are mostly Kyoto <laughs> of all places in in Asia that I know of. I'm pretty sure that and, and and
0: are... no, and, and according to my research, yes, it's these are most popular in Asian countries. So yeah,
1: because yeah. I know that the Chinese also <laughs> have the Buddha, the the Buddha versions, but there's a difference because Buddha is more like a spirit of Buddha, yeah. enlightenment, or whatnot. Or a God of Enlightenment <clears throat> or some shit. Meanwhile, the Japanese revolver on a fox spirit that protects everything.
0: You know, I'll pass on the dark shrines things. Um, so the next one, <laughs> since I'm really not interested in the dark shrines, mm-hmm. um, is dark conflict sites. So sites of conflict often become like dark tourism audiences. sites. Exactly. <laughs> uh, once peace has been restored and a reasonable period of time has passed, One of the most interesting conflict sites is Vietnam, where you learn all about the Vietnam War. And also the D-Day beaches in France are also very interesting. So Mm -hmm. things like that, dark conflict, wherever something major has happened like that. Um, Dark camps of genocide is another one. Mm. So there's several areas of genocide which are popular with tourists. Well, this is obviously a sad history. Many people choose to visit sites such as Auschwitz or Karaganda, Kazakhstan, to learn more about the history. Um, Now, that would be the seven types, but many people argue that there is an eighth type that's becoming more prevalent in modern society, and that's dark disasters. Mm. So disaster sites, whether in the immediate aftermath or after some time has passed, are very popular with dark tourists nowadays. So a subset of dark tourism, disaster tourism, has increased in popularity in these recent years. The recent documentary on Chernobyl, which was ranked the most highly user-rated TV series ever, um, it helped raise awareness of disaster tourism amongst the public, and uh, tourism to that area has since increased significantly. Now, there's a variety of types of disaster tourism, which is Holocaust tourism, disaster-in-itself tourism, grave tourism, Cold War tourism, nuclear tourism, and prison and persecution site tourism. Hmm. So, now, as far as the ethics of dark tourism, is it really ethical to visit sites of death and tragedy?
1: No. Or to, like, photograph
0: those who continue to sorrow for all that is lost?
1: I would say no, it's completely unethical because it doesn't resolve anything of reasoning other than educational purposes or um, curiosity purposes, which still technically isn't a real un- ethical reason. I would say an ethical reason would be like, in case you want to investigate something that already happened a long time, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> or like, if you're trying to give like a historic type of thing to it, or trying to like research a historic purpose to it. But if you're going to do it out of curiosity or just, you know, learn just because and yeah there's no ethical reason to it that's my opinion
0: no i i mean if you look at like there was recently uh, in the recent years a case where um like social media influencers went to chernobyl and started taking selfies on uh, you know like showing where they they were they were right in front of that area they actually got outrage and and had a lot of people you know outraged at it uh because they felt that it was inappropriate taking at this site where you know people they were even like dressing up as scientists <coughs> or posing it even in their underwear in front of it like they were being disrespectful yeah. in this place so i mean there i think that if you're going out of respect it's okay but if you're going to just go there and make a mockery out of what happened there then you shouldn't go and you're an asshole. Yeah. Just much. my my opinion. Um <clears throat> now I wanted to go ahead and mention some of like the locations where they've got dark tourist locations. So obviously like we said, uh Auschwitz is one of them. Um Auschwitz was turned into a memorial after the end of World War II. Right. And it's been deemed the very epitome of all dark tourism. It has a memorial site that is estimated to have welcomed almost 50 million tourists over its time. And uh, the tourist numbers have in fact become so high in recent years that the government has limited how many tickets to the area can be sold each day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's That tells you that, hey, man, we want to at least be able to, preserve this area a little bit so we got to limit how many people are coming in and out of it
1: right.
0: and yeah that tells you that it's really visited um you've got chernobyl like i said chernobyl has been regarded as one of the worst nuclear disasters in history um and it's a very popular destination for dark tourism however unlike auschwitz this destination remains a hazard like we said earlier and it it To date, it's still a dangerous site to visit due to the high radiation levels that are still there. Mm -hmm. Um, There was actually a recent article that was published that said booking numbers have increased by 30% in the last uh, three months following the recent TV series on the disaster. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, people saw it on TV and said, hey, I want to go see it in person. Right. You know, like we said, it's very dangerous. I personally wouldn't do it, even though it's a very interesting thing to see. I'd rather see it on TV because, the, like I said earlier, even being very far away from, from the the barrier area, you're still going to experience like ridiculously high uh, numbers of, of, of radiation. So I wouldn't do it. Um, the next spot is Hiroshima. 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 Uh, As we know, it preserves the memory of the world's first nuclear attack. Um, An atomic bomb at Hiroshima killed more people in one instant than any other killing in history. That's sad. It continues to promote itself as a symbol of peace rather than, than that of a devastated city. In 2016, the number of visitors had already reached over 12 million. Over 11 million of those were domestic tourists, 323,000 were students on school trips, and 1,176,000 were actually international visitors. Hmm. The next location is one that I've been to personally, the 9-11 Memorial. Hmm. Following one of the world's worst terrorist attacks, it's one of those moments where where you went. The 9-11 memorial site is one of the world's top dark tourism attractions and is one of the most visited sites of any kind.
1: Right.
0: Within the first two years of this memorial opening, over 10 million visitors arrived, and a couple years later, the total figure rose to over 23 million. So that's... Like I said, I've been there. So, I mean... <clears throat> it's I was there... I wanna say in oh five was it? It's like oh five, so just a couple years. No, it wasn't in oh five, didn't that yeah. Oh I <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was in oh five, somewhere around there. I know it was in the early two thousands. It was a couple years after uh nine eleven happened and they still hadn't erected the full memorial yet, they still had ruins. Uh, years later there was still uh debris and and they were still finding maybe it was 2003 i don't know but it was just a couple years after it I, I know that much and i mean they had i remember um you could go up to this wall and it would show you pictures of of some of the you know the the people that didn't make it and you could hear stories from their family members, like you would push a button and it would tell you stories from their family members talking about the last time they spoke to them. I mean, I broke down. It was it was such an emotional place to be. And I can only imagine what the fully erected memorial looks like nowadays. I would love to go back and see it, um, pay my respects, and just, you know, I mean. Yeah. See what they made it into. Just be humble
1: about it. Just be humble
0: about it, really, because so many lives were lost that day. So, okay, so the next one, the Killing Fields in Cambodia. Hmm. Uh, The Killing Fields are actually a collection of more than 300 sites in Cambodia where over a million people were killed and buried by the, there goes that name again that I wish I knew how to pronounce. Which
1: one? The
0: Khmer. Rouge Rahim?
1: Rouge Rahim.
0: Okay. And it's a popular tourism attraction and often considered a rite of passage when backpacking around Southeast Asia. Um, it is an educational and sorrowful site highlighting an important time in Cambodia's history. Um, a recent article expressed the issues faced with the high volume of tourists visiting the killing fields. It said this is due to the number of tourists leaving their mark and putting graffiti on prison walls. See, that's 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 a disrespect. Don't go and add graffiti to shit when you shouldn't be doing that. You're you you know you're being an asshole. Um, the next place is the Berlin Wall. Um, obviously, we know that uh, that is the Berlin was the capital of the socialist single-party regime of the former uh, GDR, mm. and now it's referred to as the fall of the Berlin Wall. Mm. And let me see, we've got a lot of different places. I mean, I, I know that you could go Robin Island is a, a form of prison. Yeah. Uh, Rwanda in Central Africa, one of the most tragic and largest genocides took place there in 94, and you can go visit. Um, Pompeii.
1: About Pompeii
0: yeah, you know, if you've ever watched a movie, you know exactly the history behind the city and what happened. And Pompeii has received an enormous amount of visitors and um, following that film, before the film was released, it averaged about 2 million visitors annually, a number that remained very steady from about 2002 onwards. However, following the film, tourist numbers staggered, reaching... Upwards to three point five million a year. So it definitely almost doubled. Um you've got the island of the dolls. Mm. That's one of your uh mentioned ones. Mm, yeah. I know yeah, I've heard you mention that explicit. In Mexico. Um, in Mexico City. Uh which I'm not gonna get too much into this one because this will be a future episode as well. Oh yeah. This will be on our special cinco de mayo episode. You know, talking about <laughs> the island of the dolls. But in US there's also several dark tourism sites to visit. You've got Centralia, Pennsylvania. Have you ever heard of that? Explicit? No. That's the ghost town that has a blazing coal field fire constantly burning underground. Oh yeah. It's an abandoned city that was left in a hurry in a hurry. <clears throat> in the early sixties, the borough of Centralia was just like any other normal uh, coal region town in Pennsylvania. community of roughly 1,500 was supported by the seam of coal that ran beneath the town. However, in 1962, fire was lit in the town dump that spread beneath the entire valley and threatened the community's existence. The full extent of the problem wasn't known until 79, when a gas station owner in Centralia measured the temperature of the gas in his underground containers to be more than 100 degrees above normal. The situation escalated further, (laughs) listen to this, when a 150-foot-deep sinkhole opened beneath a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. Still to this day, you could actually uh, see there's a a road in there. Uh, It's an abandoned road, a large portion of the highway. That it's destroyed all through the middle, and you could see fire just coming out through it like it's it's crazy. you could still see smoke rising from the ground from time to time in in in, in the whole area uh It's become more and more scarce over the years, so this is definitely one of those sites that if you'd want to visit it, you should visit it before fire burns out. Mm-hmm. Another popular location in the United States is Dallas, Texas, to go visit where JFK was assassinated. Uh. Did you know that for $19 in Dallas, Texas, you could take a tour that will take you to visit the spot where JFK was assassinated, and they'll even participate in a recreation of the infamous drive. You could travel to the Grassy Knoll and see the infamous car ride that made history. Uh... So, let's see. Uh, I know that there's more in Dallas, Texas that you could do. Uh, they will actually even take you to the world of conspiracy where you look over the Dealey Plaza um, and the Kennedy Memorial as well. And then you're going to continue on the journey of controversy and conspiracy to the home of uh, Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. And that's said to be where J.D. Tippett was killed. Uh, yeah. As well, so it's considered a twist, and no,
1: it's a twist. yeah, sorry. and
0: then finally, you could actually even walk along the way at the historic Texas movie theater in Oak Cliff, um, which apparently was a beautiful and historic area. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then finally, one of the more popular ones in the last year or so has been Milwaukee, Wisconsin to go visit where Jeffrey Dahmer hunting grounds are located. Basically there for $40, you can book a spot on the cream city cannibal tour, which uh, the tour takes you through the cannibalistic serial killers, hunting grounds, the historic Walker's point neighborhood of Milwaukee. Mm. You'll walk along the exact blocks where he poached seven of his 17 victims. And you'll stop along the walking tour Uh, in areas where he picked up his victims as well as establishments where he both frequented and scoped out his victims. Mm. So basically dark tourism is not as popular as regular travel destinations, but that's what makes it even more interesting. You know, you're getting to see something off the beaten path, out of the box, different, dark, twisted, and you're probably not going to have that many people (laughs) <laughs> to deal with as you would if, if you go mm-hmm. to a regular tourist spot. So, uh, basically, before we end this episode, explicit what is one dark tourism spot you'd like to visit?
1: Mm. Honestly,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's just none I can see in mind. I think I already visited the one I really wanted to go to, really, which is the guy that comes to Paris. But I know that there's other such of catacombs. There's mm-hmm. many different types of catacombs. So, so you'd
0: like to do a catacomb again? You, you want to go into some kind of dungeon type of it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay.
1: pretty much. Okay. Just, you know, see some creepy weird shit. <laughs> okay.
0: But
1: um. This, by far, as my knowledge is history with the other types of catacombs, is the only catacomb which will ever look like that. Skulls on the walls and shit.
0: Okay. Okay. You might see
1: some gray stones. You might see some bones, but you're not going to see skulls on the walls like that. Gotcha.
0: Well, for me, I actually have a tie. (laughs) Because I definitely want to go to Salem. Right. And visit the location where all these witches were hung and pay my respects to them and go to the cemetery and pay my respects to them and visit all the other touristy spots. Right. But then I also want to go to New Orleans and visit the cemetery there.
1: Oh man, I can show you everything about that. I've been in New Orleans <laughs> more times than I can count. Really? I can count. See, I like the places you've gone, though. New Orleans, is actually like a family trip. And we went there twice. But all the places I've been there, like evolving creepy shit, I've been more times than I can.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I would love to go. That's that's definitely like obviously like, I want to visit the witch shops and and stuff. Yeah. And and there's at
1: least like three different tours, and then there's others where they just. But I want to go to that cemetery. Path. That's yeah, to make your own path for that one.
0: I want to go to that cemetery where all that you know, you see it in all the movies and all the shows and everything. That's the cemetery I want to go to. So yeah, that's that's. There's that's, a reason
1: nobody fucks that cemetery.
0: I mean, nobody fucks with that cemetery. Like nobody visits it, or nobody does anything to it.
1: Nobody does anything to it, nor tries to visit. Why? All the activities has been there.
0: I mean, I know it's like you're talking and about Hulu honestly, capital, basically. Honestly,
1: so. I say that is basically because of fucking young people's fault. They would do dumb shit such as like play Ouija on the graveyard, which we all know. Ouija in get.
0: itself is a no-no. Yeah. In a cemetery, even
1: worse. Yeah, because that's a broken (laughs) rule.
0: Even worse, you're, jeez, bro. Um, Don't get me started.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not that. It's involving such as different ritualistic purposes. Some investigators wanna actually seek out a spirit, which you're thus in like not just invading but disturbing their fucking peace.
0: Yeah, no, I'm good.
1: If you're gonna visit there, then you know to see things, that's cool. But don't start calling out the spirits and
0: shit. Do I have the word asshole or idiot on my forehead? No,
1: but I'm saying I'm not saying this to you. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, <laughs> listeners,
1: very carefully. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you visit,
1: tread carefully.
0: <laughs> tread right. carefully at the cemetery in New Orleans. Do not call out to spirits. Do not try to summon just them. Do not be- do a Ouija anywhere, but especially there. And just be respectful. Mind where you're at and pay your respect and just. Yeah.
1: Tread carefully. Honestly, just be normal around it, really. Respectful. It's, there's, there's, there's nothing there's, really... It's, it's
0: like being in any cemetery. You're, yeah. you're you're around the deceased. You might as well show them respect.
1: Yeah. No, obviously, there is some dirt shit going on in that cemetery. Don't get me wrong. That's why... I'm I won't noise. go at night. At night is when most shit. Oh, must... no.
0: I will not go at night. I will go during the day. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> I will go during the day.
1: No, one did that night.
0: <laughs> no, no. I'm good. I'm good. At night, no. I'm, at night... Take me to Bourbon Street. Let me eat some of that good food out there and drink some of the fucking good alcohol out you there. You
1: definitely need and to go to one of those jazz rooms because they actually yeah. have the best meals there. I would love and it. And the best music. I
0: would love... You know what? You know what? You know what? That's it. I, I, I've promised myself that this year would be different for me, and it will. I'm going to plan a trip to New Orleans this year.
1: I don't. I know the, the the good spots. I'm
0: doing it. I'm doing it, listeners. You you you're my freaking witness on this shit. I am saying it. This year I will go to New Orleans, and next year I'll do Salem. I'm saying right. it. One um, a year. One major trip a year.
1: This year's New Orleans. Which, by the way, if you're still down for the Puerto Rico trip.
0: Oh, I'm still down. I'm yeah. still down. And I'm, I'm, gonna I'm tell down you guys, for trips, man. Yeah. I'm gonna the, tell you guys. years trips.
1: And I, the, do you think you would think I'm only inviting you to Puerto Rico to see the night? No, no. I'm taking you to Puerto Rico to see all the creepy spots.
0: Yes, I'm down. I'm down, bro. You know this shit.
1: <laughs> There's about a shit ton. Of creepy I'm
0: spots down. I'm Puerto down. Rico. I'm One
1: down. One of them okay. The so
0: so here's 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 <laughs> a proposition. When we do go to either New Orleans, to Salem, to Puerto Rico, to yeah. any of these places that we go and we try to do anything or visit any place that has anything dark and twisted about it,
1: yeah.
0: we need to record an episode live. Not live, live, but you know what I mean? From there. Yeah. And then release, kind of deal. Unless we do a Discord, I don't know. Yeah. But,
1: Which we probably, I probably wouldn't mind doing like two at the same time. Like one that we record and one that we do Discord live, 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 yeah, (laughs) live. We both at the same time and like have it running as we're in actual Discord live. Gotcha.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. So then, therefore,
1: it wouldn't just be a podcast; it would be a live stream podcast.
0: Hmm. Okay. So you see that? You see that? Or no? You hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. This flower was fucking amazing, but um. Uh. Props out to Cure Relief. You could sponsor us, bro. Okay. I would love to be sponsored by Cure Relief. I will talk wonders about your freaking products, bro. But um, other than that, so as I said, this week we are doing a twofer for you. This episode is getting released today, Monday, and. We are going to be releasing another one for you on Friday. Yep. And what did we say the next one's going to be on? Oh, the uh, destination sites yep. that you do not America, want to
1: visit. You should try to avoid at all costs.
0: Final destination destinations. <laughs> like, <laughs> you do not want to go
1: there. I mean, think about it. We're talking about the most haunted places on all of America oh. right now oh. that doesn't involve houses specifically. This one is much more diverse it actually involves an open area. Yes, it it's does. It's a graveyard, although one of them technically is, because let's be honest. Don't give
0: them too much info. They yeah. got too many minutes before.
1: I'll give them this much. They deserve this much. Clinton Road is considered to be though, drive through graveyard. graveyard for a reason. Oh. All this shit, I'm not going to tell you specifically and why. And we will
0: tell you why. Uh, on our next episode being definitely. released this Friday, oh, yeah. so do not miss out, guys. And in the meantime, again, we're sorry that we missed you guys for two weeks. I, we missed you. We really missed you. But in the meantime, you could reach out to us through Gmail, Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, join our Facebook group, guys. It's growing, and we you know we welcome the new the new members. So yep, witchyweedpodcast. podcast. Uh, yes, we are on Discord, as you said. Uh, witchy Weed Podcast also there? Right? Yeah, yeah,
1: you can go on and join on Witchy Weed Podcast through her Instagram.
0: Yeah, my Instagram, witchy underscore weed underscore podcast. The link is in the bio that takes you straight to our Discord, so you can join us through there. Yep. That way you have access to our live episodes, which will let you know when our our next live is right now and what it will, what it will be about. Because yeah. we still don't have that planned yet um and finally we're also on twitter so go ahead send us a tweet uh witchy underscore weed uh but yeah guys so that was our welcome back kind of episode um we hope that we didn't uh bore you to death <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the uh, dark tourism but uh figured it would be something that you could ca- you guys would be interested in before summer traveling starts coming around oh, yeah, definitely So, uh, but until next time, guys, stay lit, witches.